The scripture today is from the second chapter of Acts. When the day of Pentecost had come, the apostles were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound, the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs in our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? But others sneered and said, they are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what we have spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and our sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy, and I will show portents in the heaven above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall turn to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. Choir, please stand. Thank you, Angela. Thank you for this musical moment. Because in music, I believe we can sense and hear and feel the spirit among us. 
The Spirit is alive here today. The Spirit is alive for us to welcome and to receive. The Spirit is alive to give us light and life and transformation. As we heard Kelly wonderfully read to us, pronouncing all those wonderful different words very well. The Spirit was alive in Jerusalem 2,000 years ago in the midst of all those people. It's the same Jerusalem we pray about today, the same Jerusalem where Jesus taught and preached, where he was crucified, died, and he was buried, resurrected, and ascended to heaven to the glory of God. But do you remember how before Jesus left his disciples, he made a promise. He promised to send help after he was gone. He promised to send the spirit of truth. You may remember it being called the advocate or the paraclete, the one who helps. But today I want to remember how he said he would leave the spirit of truth. In Isaiah, it's fleshed out as the spirit of wisdom and understanding, counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and fear of the Lord. And so on this day of Pentecost, this 50-day after Passover celebration, these 11 disciples are gathered together, perhaps remembering their time with Jesus and wondering when this gift of the Spirit is going to show up. And boy, did it show up. It showed up in a big and wild and rushing way that we can probably not even understand. A violent wing, wind, and tongues of flame. The flame descended on each person, and what a surprise. They were enabled and empowered to understand one another. The spirit of truth enabled folks to understand those who were speaking in different languages, to understand them in the native language of each. Now, recently, I was over at the Arboretum. Perhaps you've been out there. This is the best time of year to go. Everything's different every week. And there's a beautiful area where there's several thousand tulips of all different colors planted. And I was standing in the middle admiring some really pretty pink sort of lacy tulips. And I just took a moment and looked around. You see, on one side of me, were two women, an older and a younger. They were wearing saris. There were two men, and there were some children. They were probably from Pakistan or India. And I heard the tones of perhaps Hindi being spoken. And then I turned another direction, and over here there was a mother and a daughter. And I think they were speaking Slovak, both enjoying the tulips. And behind me, by a tree, 
There was a woman in a Chinese costume of some sort, and there was a man taking her photo because it's a beautiful background for such a thing. And as I just turned one more sway, I noticed on the parking lot area two women in hijabs with strollers pushing their babies, maybe speaking Arabic or Urdu. There at the Arb, a moment of languages and cultures all mixed together around me. And of course, I was thinking about my sermon, and I thought, wouldn't it be cool if I could understand what they were saying? Hmm, wouldn't that be cool? And then what would it be like? What would it be like on Pentecost to understand someone so different? Would it be like a movie? Maybe you've watched something on Netflix. There's one called High Seas. It's in Spanish, but they dub it in English. And I thought, would it be like dubbing? And they thought, no, you know, when they dub the movies, you miss something. You don't quite get the nuances of how they pronounce the words. And the Spirit wants us to fully understand. And I thought, maybe it would be like subtitles. So you could hear the words, and you could hear the accent and the pronunciation, but you would see it in your own language. And I thought, that's not a full understanding. Because how do you put someone else's words in that language into our language? Anyone who knows language stuff, it doesn't always totally fit. And the Spirit's goal is that we fully understand. So I thought of a third possibility. I think the Spirit created some kind of experience where people could hear one another and be able to listen so deeply to them that they could fully understand the meaning. In other words, people's identities and differences were held, but there was this Spirit that gave this deeper understanding. I think sometimes we come close to that in our world. Maybe if you've had kids or grandkids, sometimes a baby cries or wails, and you just know without words. The baby doesn't say, I'm hungry, but you know they're hungry, or you know they need something. Another time I think that this happens is when folks play music together. And I think of a couple years ago how the Minnesota Orchestra went to Cuba and they played these beautiful concerts together and through the music they built relationships and were able to understand one another. I think on Pentecost, the Spirit created a unique moment of clarity and understanding we weren't all, they weren't all put into the same language. They were honored and respected in their differences. Professor Eric Barreto says that on Pentecost, the Holy Spirit is validating differences and working through them, not erasing differences, but working together despite them. This was a milestone moment in Christianity, in our faith, 
and for us to remember and be inspired by today. For I believe we want to find more Pentecost. Thank you, Jet. <laughs> Moments in our lives. And it can be very uncomfortable when we're with folks who are different to understand. We need the spirit to give us the power and the ability to listen and to put aside our own ways of thinking, to be open to what's different. This week, there are many events around the Twin Cities to affirm the social and historical impact of George Floyd's death. And in the past year, we've become painfully aware of how differences have created cultures of injustice and racism throughout the world, and that there is much trauma as well as resilience in black and brown and our white bodies in this world. It is a challenge to hear and face these differences, yet the spirit calls us to listen. The spirit calls us to hear and understand how our siblings may have been hurt, treated unjustly, and for us to reflect and act on how we can more fully understand. And I see many of you making such an effort towards this. There's been many more team events here, like watching the film The 13th, listening to the podcast about bias. Many are reading books like Cast or attending community education events to be better informed or knowledgeable about the various cultures in our communities. I believe the Spirit is at work through all these efforts to lead us to truth and understanding. Friends, we are each and every one sacred creations that God has breathed the spirit of life into. Reverend Kelly Brown Douglas says that God's vision is that every single solitary one of us, regardless of the way we look or the way we love or the language we speak or whatever unique characteristic of what it means to be human is ours, every single solitary one of us is sacred and needs to be treated as such. So today, as we remember the spirit on Pentecost, may we remember that we were, are all God's creations and that the spirit was poured out on all flesh. May that spirit empower us to understand, to love, to listen, and to care in the midst of validating the sacredness of all people. Friends, today, as we celebrate Pentecost, may you remember that the Spirit is here to fall afresh on us, to melt us, to mold us, to fill us, and to use us. May that Spirit empower you to deepen understanding and listening, to be humble, selfless, and caring and to make us one in heart and love. Speak.